Okay. I'm shook. Like, I, I, I'm, sh- I'm shook. I don't know whether I should be upset or happy. I think I'm more leaning towards... No, I'm just... No, I'm, I'm just shocked. A few weeks ago, the Falcons, uh... We beat the Saints. We didn't just beat the Saints. We, we, we stomped on them. We stomped on their necks. We beat them 26-9. They couldn't get anything going. And that was a game I wasn't even expecting us to win. Actually, I was expecting us to get blown out. Because the Saints... I don't know. The Saints, they've, they've just been playing really good football lately. And then us, not so much. Not so much. The final score was 26-9. to nine. I think the thing that... I think... What surprised me the most that game was our, was the Falcons' defense. The Falcons' defense sacked Breeze six times. Six times. And some point in the season, we went without even get touching the quarterback. Like against the Houston Texans, I don't even think the Falcons touched Deshaun Watson. That was a problem all year long. We couldn't get a sack all year long, but now this team, this defense is playing out of its mind. This defense is playing out of its mind. Like I can't even believe it. Oh, I. <laughs> I like I don't even know what to say because I'm shook. Like, where was this team all season long? Like, we this is this bro. If this team was just playing, if this team would have been playing like this in the beginning of the season, we probably would be undefeated. <sighs> like, I hate it. Oh, like this. Oh. Like, I'm just so upset because I'm thinking, I'm just thinking about the past. Like, what What if this team actually played like this in the beginning of the season? And I know in the, the past podcast I did, I was like, Dan Quinn, count your days because you're going to get fired. But now I realize that the team, like, the team actually liked Dan Quinn. And I don't, I don't think he's going to get fired. But I, I do think he needed this to, like, open up his mindset a little bit. Not his mindset. What am I talking about? Like, open up his eyes a little bit because he was called into defensive plays and it just wasn't working out. So he made some coaching adjustments and we played. That's probably the best thing he could have ever done. That's literally the best thing he could have ever done. Like, after he made those coaching adjustments, the team, this team just looks different. It just looks different. The team looks like a, like, I don't even recognize the team anymore. Let me, let me tell you some of the stats from the Falcons and Saints game. Matt Ryan. 20 of 35. 182 yards. Two touchdowns and one interception. That's that's an average day for Matt Ryan. I mean, not really. He, I'm, I'm, more used, I'm more used to him passing for like 200, 200 plus. But the Saints defense is pretty good. But they weren't the greatest on that day. 
Um, the running game. The running game. Oh my gosh. The running game was so much better. Like, I expected... Like, that's something that we've been missing all year long. The running game was just... It just wasn't there. But we ran all over the Saints defense. We didn't get 100 yards rushing, but... We didn't have a 100-yard rusher, I should say, but we rushed the, like, we ran the ball down their throat. Like, they couldn't stop it for, like, they couldn't stop it the first, the first uh, half. Um, and then Julio Jones, he had three catches for 79 yards. Okay, yeah, great. Woo-woo. He's still the best receiver in the game. I don't care what anybody says. Even though he only had three catches. Marshawn Lattimore, he, he played, he played a pretty decent game against Julio when he was there, but... I hate I, I, I hate corners that think like yo I'm the best corner in the league. No, no, bro, no, you're not. No, you're not. If you if you can guard if you can guard a receiver if you can guard a receiver like Julio Jones one on one with no safety help, then I'll talk to you. All the every corner that plays Julio has to have help. Like I don't care who you are. Like. I, I honestly tr- genuinely believe that no corner can guard Julio Jones without safety help. Like, no one can do it. No one can do it. Like, like I just don't believe that they can. What are, what are the other stats from the game? Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, God, I already talked about the sacks. But like Breeze, Breeze just didn't look comfortable at all. Like he just, he was just maybe, maybe because it was his first game back, he just looked rattled. But say what you want, we beat them, man. We beat the bricks off them. They took that L. They took that fat L. <laughs> and it felt so good because the Saints and Falcons have such a big rivalry, and it's just like, ah, uh, uh, it's just so. Uh. But <clears throat> excuse me. When <laughs> man, I like I, I I can't even talk. I can't even talk because I'm just so shook. I'm so shook at this team now. Like, and don't oh don't worry about. It. I got I have another story for the next podcast because I'm I'm still gonna be shook for the next podcast as well. But this team may have found finally found its footing. I mean, it may be a little late because. There's no way we're going to the play. There's no way we're going to the playoffs. I mean, the NFC is just it's um, too competitive right now. I mean, the the worst, the best case scenario we finish is like nine and seven, and that is not going to be enough to make a wild card spot. But um, I'm just I'm I'm proud of this team for finally showing some backbone. Um, I do think Dan Quinn is going to keep his job. But I do believe we need to make some more adjustments on the team. And those adjustments need to be addressed, like, soon. It's weird seeing a Falcons team that doesn't have a steady run game. I mean, we showed flashes of it against the Saints, but, like, it wasn't steady because we won the game, but it was all for naught because Devontae Freeman got injured. I'm, I'm still going to stick with this with all that I said. When he didn't get injured, he was playing. He played pretty well. But I'm sticking with what I'm saying. Is like either Devontae Freeman takes a big pay cut or he's getting he's getting released because he's taking up too much of our cap, bro. 
and he's not producing from what he did in uh, the Super Bowl year and the year prior to that. Devontae Freeman, he's there's there's no way that Devontae Freeman is on this team next year. And there's nothing you can tell me that can change my mind. Austin Hooper, arguably a top five tight end this year, he got injured, and I'm like, gosh darn it, darn it, he got hurt, man. But they said it was an MCL sprain, so he should be back in two to three weeks. And another good thing from the game was uh, we got to see more from our... When he went down, we got to see more from our other pass catchers. Like, Russell Cage, he's going to be good. Like, he's going to be really good for this team. He had four... He, he's a, he's going to be the new chain mover now that uh, Muhammad Sanu went away. And I also... Really, I still did believe that that was a good move. We made because uh, we, we can't afford to keep him next season, so... Yeah, because our cap is uh, looking a little slim there. But uh, I'm pretty sure the higher-ups in the Falcons organization know what they're doing. And if they can just keep this momentum going on to the next season, we will be so good. We will be so good. But, uh, yeah, man, I'm going to have to wrap this bad boy up. And I'm going to hit you guys with another podcast immediately after this one. Because, you know, I have so much to talk about with this team. And I love talking about this team because the Falcons are probably, no, the Falcons are literally, like, my favorite thing to talk about ever, so, yeah, hope you guys enjoy this podcast, it's been real, Joe, Sean Blue, I'll see you guys in the next one.